listening to the Living BDSM Podcast, episode 271. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the... I thought we paused seven seconds before I started talking, and now you've elongated it to nine seconds. Actually, is this that thing about not 10. knowing how long something is? Actually, I increased it so I have less editing to do. Uh, so with the, the intro. each time it it gets longer and longer, is that is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yep, stretch it out. Gonna leave that alone. I don't get myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we're way too early for me to be getting myself <laughs> in trouble. Uh, today we uh, are going to react to your unpopular opinions that we actually asked for on Kink and Power Exchange, and we'll tell you what we think. Do we agree? Do we disagree? Do we see it a different way? We don't know yet. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes, and the show notes can be found at LovingBDSM.net. A big shout out, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, our mm-hmm. proudest of proud crickets, uh, including the newest folks. We see you. We love you. We appreciate you so fucking much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you would like to be part of our kinky community in ways that you're not currently, because if you're listening to our voice, we consider you part of our kinky community, by the way. But if you would like to be uh, more fully within the community that we call ours... Sure, that, that made sense. Uh, you can join us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. It's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or the link is in the show notes or on our website or in all the places because we put it in all the places. All the places. Uh, if you join us on Patreon, you get access to a Discord server. Uh, we do a monthly live Q&A. We do a monthly uh, behind-the-scenes podcast of like what we've been working on and what's coming mm-hmm. up. Um, we post stuff there. We do sneak peeks. All kinds of stuff. Uh, and you can join and get all of that for as little as $2 per month. So patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Okay, so I'm going to try not to forget the announcements this time. Okay. And <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, I'm sure it was uh, interesting to have them in a weird order last week. But <laughs> I like people to actually know what the hell's going on. So these are pretty quick. Just a reminder that BDSMcontract.org still has their giveaway going on. It runs the entire month of June. Um, three winners will get a hard copy uh, BDSM contract that you can complete with a partner or have for your next relationship or whatever. Um, and one of those winners will also win a $100 gift certificate to the Kinkery JB shop to be used on anything in the store and um, purchases of $75 and up from us are ship free. So you won't be using your, if you are the winner of that gift card, that's not going toward shipping. It's like, that's all product. So you just go to BDS, bdsmcontracts.org slash win to enter Mm -hmm. um and yeah that runs the entire month of june we love bdsmcontracts.org they're great uh so yeah enter to win uh the next Mm -hmm. quick announcement is this coming friday the day this episode goes live is kinky book club um the video premieres 2 30 p.m eastern time uh, on youtube it's a fairly short one this month compared to previous months because it was uh 
graphic novel, so it's not like we were going into in-depth analysis that takes an hour. Um, and we do it as a premiere because both myself and sometimes JB will sit in the live stream chat and we can talk to y'all while we're watching mm -hmm. the video. Not gonna lie, I usually don't wear my headphones because I hear enough of my voice. Thank you very much. I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but I'm there to like chat and if somebody else has a thought about the book of that month, or um, if somebody remembers a detail that we forgot, completely forgot in the in the video, I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So, and the book this month is uh, Yes, Roya by C. Spike Trotman. Like I said, uh, erotic graphic novel, really short read. If you've never read a graphic novel and you don't know how you feel about them, uh, start with this one, give it a try. Uh, if you know you love them, but just haven't read this one, highly recommend. And then you can join in the discussion kinky book club okay that was not as fast of an announcement as i thought it would be but am i capable of that no okay <laughs> no i'm just not okay um oh, let me get comfy here so what we did uh, I, for whatever reason, have been dying to do all the things I see on YouTube. I'm spending way too much time on YouTube. Let's just be Yes, clear. you are. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I went through, I did this on Instagram, I did it on YouTube in the community tab, and I did this in our Patreon, and I said, okay, what are the opinions you have about BDSM kink, Patrick Strange, that I put in air quotes, unpopular? Um, what I have found when I watch these kind of videos on YouTube, because people are people have been doing these kinds of videos for years, mm -hmm. uh, is that usually those opinions are not quite that unpopular. Like. The people that are reading the opinions out are like, yeah, I agree with that too. So, but sometimes I think if we are, if the people we have around us or the communities that we interact with, whether online or in person, sometimes we feel like an outlier and we think that nobody else agrees with us. And sometimes it's just because the people who would agree with us aren't necessarily the type of people who blast their opinions out everywhere. And so then we think we're alone and it's an unpopular opinion. So I collected them. I'm gonna keep mm -hmm. them all anonymous. That way nobody has to worry that, um, Anybody, you know, knows who they are and will call them out or do anything like that. Uh, we, the way we're going to do this is I'll read the opinion. Okay. We'll, just, we'll say if we agree or disagree or just if we have thoughts. Because sometimes I don't think you agree or disagree. You go, yes, that is a thought somebody had. And there's no <laughs> need to agree or disagree. If you agree or disagree with the person, the opinion, or if like if you're in the live stream chat, uh, all we ever ask is that we remain respectful because we all get to have our own opinions. That's how this works. Um, so yeah, here we go. So the first one, polyamory can be rooted in the same fear of vulnerability, intensity, and effort that monogamy is cast. Hmm. So think about that. In monogamy, right. it's like we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid of to be to have that intensity and the the effort that is required can scare people away and can be, or it's, mm. it, there's some fear mongering about it. And this person is saying polyamory basically has all that same, all the same stuff that goes with monogamy. It's not, in that sense, it, it's not it, that much It's different. not that much difference. Um, yeah, putting it that way, yeah. Cause here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we, because the same thing can be said st uh, stepping into DS. Relationships are relationships. Yeah. People are people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if, 
you have been socialized as most of us have been to have certain concerns or fears or worries about one type of relationship. Those don't magically disappear just because you try a different type of relationship. Nor does going into a different style of relationship, whether that's from monogamy to poly or from vanilla to power exchange, that does not immediately erase or change everything you've ever thought about something or all of your experiences with it or all of your concerns or all of the myths that we believe and the way society talks about those things. So we still carry that stuff with us, which then determines how we sort of interact with those things until we learn more and and see things differently. And hopefully we choose to do that. So I would say I agree with that person's opinion. Okay, Mm -hmm. let me see if I can figure out how to make my phone work so I can look at these uh, screenshots. Okay, here's a a quote, air quote, unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. Middles are real and valid. So in uh, there's littles, there's middles. Uh, I think there's another term that comes after. I can't think of what it is. A little out there or a middle out there will totally know. And I can't think of it. So this person's unpopular opinion is that middles are real and valid. Yes, yes, they are. I am sad for anybody who has an experience with a community where they've been made to feel like their identity is not valid. Right. And I know it happens in every kind of identity, in every kind of community. It still makes me sad for people. It it happens in in many, many ways, Mm -hmm. regardless of what you... Yeah, because it comes back to that whole one true way thing. Well, if you're not doing this little thing the way mm-hmm. I think littles are done because it's the way I do it, then the, your way is real. If you're not real. old guard, if you're not high protocol, if you're, you know. Right. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to those if-then statements we did in our Red Flags video. It's like, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, then you're not that. Well, fuck that bullshit because, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> so, yes, middles are real yes, and valid. Yes, they are. No need for more discussion. Nope. Done. Okay, next one. Safe, sane, and consensual, SSC, mm-hmm. is ableist. Hmm. I'm glad I saw this one ahead of time because I had to think about yeah. it. I was like, well, how do I really feel about this? And I, I, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm noodling this so a little bit. I think the way I look at it is why I think somebody would say that it's ableist is the idea of sanity. To say that something is sane because there is this ableist nature of saying that how you think about something and the, the mental capacity of somebody um, can be labeled in such a way, my limited understanding of that is that, yes, that can absolutely be seen as ableist. So I get that. And I don't necessarily disagree with somebody feeling that way and rejecting safe, sane and consensual for that reason. The place where I, I guess I'm riding the line between the two is I think if you personally, because we have, because we just like it, take on safe, sane, and consensual for yourself and say, this is how I think Mm -hmm. of my safety risk awareness protocols. I think that's fine. I think when you apply safe, sane, and consensual to everything and everybody and say, oh, well, you have to be safe, sane, and consensual. The reason that things like RAC, risk aware, consensual kink, and prick, Mm -hmm. personal responsibility, Oh, fuck. Yeah, I can never remember what that one means either. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, prick. Somebody look it up because I can't remember right now. I always have to look that one up. But there are different ways of talking about the reason that there are different ways to talk about safety these days is because safe, sane, and consensual is not enough and it does not help people really define their safety protocols. And if somebody's like, that's ableist, don't use that word, and that's how I see it, then that's not, safe, sane, consensual is not the right one for them either. So, yeah, don't go, like, blanket applying 
safety protocols to people and labels to people. Don't tell somebody they're safe, sane, and consensual if they're like, actually, no, I follow rack. Like, respect that. Um, but also, I think if you take on safe, sane, and consensual for yourself, you're fine. It's it's fine. Prick. Personal responsibility in, in consensual, consensual kink. kink. I always want the I to mean something more. I'm always like yeah. I said, individual? Like, <laughs> what does the I and prick mean? So, yes, there's safe, sane, and yeah. consensual. That's like the old school way, air quote mm-hmm. around that. Um, there's rack, risk-aware, consensual kink. Yeah. And then, which is more precise than safe, sane, and consensual. Think about this. Well, what does safety mean? Safety to me might will mean something different than to JB. It works for both of us because we're on the same page. Sane. What the fuck do you mean by sane? Like, anything else is crazy? Well, how do you define crazy? Like, that's where I get yeah. the, the thought well, that that is ableist. Because and, now we're and talking I, about what's I can kind of see that. And, and I think that's why so many people have adopted other... Um, beliefs at this point and and safe sane and consensual has kind of been pushed to the back because it's um, almost rather simplistic yeah in nature yeah um, it's not it, precise at all at at its core you know it's it's good mm-hmm. but not far from perfect oh yeah yeah okay and because it's not going to work for everybody be, because to think say, think that anything we do is safe none of it's safe none of it's safe sane well, that's, that's a, ma- a that's, squishy word. That, what the fuck do you mean? By right, that? That, right. That, that that's a, a you know big matter of, of, of debate. Mm-hmm. To um, you know vanillas and normals, all of, um, all of it looks right. crazy. Exactly, all and right. then crazy can be a loaded word because crazy gets yeah. applied. We use it very colloquially every day mm-hmm. to talk about something that is strange or unusual or weird or whatever but crazy also gets applied to people and and how we are perceiving their mental health their um intellectual capabilities Mm -hmm. like all kinds of stuff so i get i i walking the line in that i don't disagree with that person especially when we start applying labels to other people we don't have a right to do that um but also if you take on safe sane and consensual for yourself i think that's okay you just can't one make any assumptions that other people will or two declare for the the kink world that that's the right way to do it because i don't think that's that's right Ah, i keep dropping phones and and you know as far as the the consent part of it you know yes consent is important Mm -hmm. but what prick covers you know personal responsibility Mm -hmm. which is something very important you have to have that personal responsibility one in um respecting Mm -hmm. consent and in giving it right and then in the live stream chat a couple of, of um folks have pointed out with safety that can absolutely be an ableist thing because people have different there's disabilities that can prevent right. what you think of safe being safe mm-hmm. for them um again that's why many people have evolved beyond safe sane and consensual and we have these other options um that way it's much more precise and um yeah as uh silent wing was helping me because i clearly haven't had enough caffeine uh subjective is the word we want yes thank you good, good word okay next one there is no need to come out as kinky to one's vanilla friends. I'm going to say I kind of agree. If you yeah. want to, if you feel comfortable, if you feel safe, if you feel like it's important to you mm-hmm. um, to to express your identity in that way, do you. I, I, don't, I don't care. Like when I say I don't care, I mean like it, it does not bother me. Like do whatever you want. 
I don't see the need for it. I'm, it's not made my life any easier for parts of my family to know we're kinky. It's actually more awkward because they actively don't wanna talk about it, but also when they see or hear something that they think has meaning, I get these quote knowing looks and it's mm, like, I actually, yes. I actually was better when you had no clue and I just smiled and nodded and you thought we were a quirky couple. I like mean, I, coming, I coming out about, you know, kink or anything, it's, it's a very, it's a personal decision mm -hmm. um some people feel more comfortable doing it mm -hmm. um because they feel they don't have to hide who they are right. to anybody right which is is you know fine um other people more private maybe yeah or they and, they have they feel like they have more to lose by people knowing than by people right. not knowing. Yeah. And again, it goes back to a completely personal decision. There's mm -hmm. no single right way. If all of us start saying that we all have to quote come out, which is not the best term, but it's the one we got, as kinky to people we know, that is that's just as wrong as somebody saying never tell anybody you're kinky. Like we don't get to decide that for other people. We only get to decide that and, for ourselves. You know, saying you have to come out that's kind of treading into the one true wayism, and it could be completely unsafe for somebody yeah so yeah. it is a personal decision um i support people who want to do it who who find that it's important to them who um you know have had positive experiences doing it like i think that's great and mm -hmm. i am not and maybe it's a little bit because part of that decision for us was not a decision we just we did not say tell our families, hey, guess what? This is who we are initially by choice. No, that, that decision that was, a choice was taken that was, from that, us. <laughs> that choice was taken from us. And, and so yeah. I'm always probably going to have feelings about that. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah. I'm not going to stand around and tell anybody what they need to be doing. Right. We're not doing that. Mm -mm. Okay, next one. Um, this one, this one made me just, I had a little giggle. People in BDSM style relationships are really fucking normal. Yeah, mm. I mean, so <laughs> are we, are we not? I think that's a very uh, subjective thing, but part of what I feel like we've been doing here for coming up on six years, y'all, uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. is normalizing the idea of these relationships are just relationships. Mm -hmm. We express them in ways that many vanilla relationships might not, but we also do things that I think most of us would desperately like our vanilla friends to do in their own relationships, like have the fucking conversation. And so BDSM relationships are are only outside the mainstream because we have a very de narrow definition of the mainstream. And they really are kind of normal. Like yeah. you and I still wake up with morning breath. We're not getting kinky all the fucking time. And sometimes we fight with one another. So. Tell me how that's that much different from a vanilla relationship. It's not. God knows, just like it's most not. other couples, we are stressed the fuck about money right now. Yeah. Our kink life didn't save us from that. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, yes. Yes. Yeah. And as Mr. Spock points out, yes, what the fuck is, quote, normal? Um, I think yeah. that that is the other problem with anything being called normal. Um what I would say is I take this person's meaning to mean that we are not so far outside of a mainstream as to be unrecognizable to an average person. Like our experiences in our relationships are not that much different 
in certain aspects than quote vanilla relationships. Mm -hmm. Because relationships are relationships. There are differences because there are differences in people and individuals and circumstances. There are differences because yes, we (laughs) express our care and affection and love and sex and whatever else in ways that vanilla people don't always do. But a relationship is a relationship. It's It's the bond that people form with one another and we still have all of the same concerns and problems and issues and Mm -hmm. things that come up and our BDSM life is not saving us from any of that. That is how uh, I use that and how I think (laughs) about that. And I didn't mean to go on a rant because I'm not mad at anybody. I just, (laughs) I got some pent up like stuff and I think it's coming out. So, okay. Another one. (laughs) This person's opinion. Uh, The Vanillas seem to think all DS relationships and BDSM are like Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that's changing a little bit, but not fast enough. And I think that, yes, a lot, like the the non-kinky people I know outside of the internet, and we have to remember the internet is not the whole world. <laughs> yes, I would I would agree with that. Either they curl yeah. their nose up or they go, "Oh, like that 50 shades thing." And uh, yeah, sure. Well, like it's it's easy thing. to have that perception mm-hmm. because, you know, when when mainstream media presents it, whether it's in a movie or, you know, a lot of times on 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 a TV show, um you know, that's how people perceive things then because that's right. how they're seeing it. Right. They're, and that's the only example you ever see, then you think that's what that's, it is. That's what it is. Right. I mean, let's face it, even even on platforms like Tumblr, as much as I loved Tumblr back in the day for the for the community that, that was established there, you know, the, the images that come across your screen are not truly indicative of what a, a power exchange relationship is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's easy to to be fed that that media barrage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the kink life gets a lot of mainstream media attention outside of sensational mm-hmm. stuff, criminal stuff, Fifty Shades stuff. Right. Like the mainstream media at this point has no incentive mm-hmm. to have nuanced discussions on yeah. they don't have nuanced discussions on anything mm-hmm. else why the fuck are we waiting for because even on even in the news media you you know when when stuff comes up out about BDSM in the news it's because someone was using it uh, as an you know f- under abuse or as you know as a defense for a crime a, 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 yeah as a defense <laughs> for a crime you know, and 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 forcing people into you know s- slavery, right? You know, and so it's yeah. I mean, sometimes I kind of just wish that I could like not have to interact with that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like just I don't yeah. let me just have my bubble online. But I the problem with having an on not just an online but a kink community bubble is that yeah, it's easy to forget that the. Uh, average person out there is going to either think abuse or they're going to think Fifty Shades. They're not going to think, oh, is this how you express love and affection for your partner? Oh, is this a fulfilling relationship for you? Of course they're not going to think that Mm -hmm. because they've never been exposed to that idea either. Well, we've talked about it several times. Even for me, it it was very tough um, when I, I I mean, I've pretty much been kinky all my life. Mm 
per se, but you know, I never really knew any, uh, a community existed until the, the, the late 90s per se. And you know, I, I openly accepted the power exchange aspect, but it was very hard for me to accept the S&M, sure. you know, because it had been such a part of my upbringing that you don't mm-hmm. hit somebody. Right. But that goes right back to, and I can see the conundrum, that whole opinion on you don't have to come out, air quotes around that word, that term, as kinky to vanilla people. And on one level, I see why people wouldn't because you're gonna get this sometimes very negative reaction, lose your job, lose your kids, you know, get accused mm-hmm. of abuse, like all kinds of awful things. And at the same time, if more non-kinky people realized how many people they know are kinky and are perfectly fine and just get through life like anybody else, um, that might help lift a little bit of that in a very slow, frust- madding- mm. maddeningly, frustratingly slow way. Um, and there's no right answer to any of that. Um, I was shocked at my own family's response when they found out, like your family's response acted like they had had a murderer in their midst for 20 fucking years. <laughs> Cause it's like people forget every other part of who you were prior to that. And they go, oh, this is the apparently the only thing I know about. Yeah. It negates everything. And yet in my family, they went, oh, Oh, that's different. And you know, it's not for me, right? And I'm like, that's fine. It doesn't have to be for Mm -hmm. you. And you know, my mom even made a point the last time we had a really long phone call together, which is rare because I don't, she knows I don't like the phone. Uh, She doesn't really like the phone either. Um, She said, you know, the, the way our family has often sort of worked, the women in our family, we, create our own path. We do things outside of the mainstream. We don't follow other people's expectations of what we're supposed to do. She said, I just see what you do. And in this case, we were talking professionally. She's mm-hmm. like, I just see what you do as, as a continuation of that tradition of the women in our family. And I was like, okay, in my head, I'm like, however you gotta justify yeah. this to yourself so you can sleep with my mom, it's fine. But so you don't ever know what reaction you're gonna get, but I also, totally understand why most of us are going to expect the negative reaction. Sure. Because there are, outside of kink communities, there are, if there are any at all, it's very rare to find a nuanced conversation about actually what is kink, actually what is BDSM, actually no, it's not abuse, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. so yeah. Okay. Da-da-da, let's get to the next one. <laughs> um, this person's opinion is BDSM in public is wrong. Yes, I mean, leashes, binkies, choking. Well, I think choking, yes. Please please don't just yeah. randomly choke your kink partner in right? public with no context and no uh, consent from the public. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be questions and confusion. And uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm it, not a fan of BDSM in public. No, I, I'm not either, um, you know, to to me, it is a huge matter of consent. Now, I understand there are people who have um, kinks for public display. Mm-hmm. And I think there are ways to do that without involving a unsuspecting public. Mm-hmm. I also right? don't think that just because you wear something that can be kink identified, 
mm-hmm. that that is wrong. Like, I wear my collar every fucking day. I have random people tell me they really like my necklace and I never know how to respond. Um, that to me is not, that's not even at all on the same level. Where I, no. For me, it's about the acts of, the kinky acts, mm-hmm. choking. Yeah. Uh, Seening on some sort. Right. Leading somebody around on a leash. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. I I'm mean, not a fan. we as a community, you know, we are so big on consent. Mm-hmm. Everything must be done with consent. Right. Okay. You know, if, if I want to spank somebody, I need to sit down and talk with them, you know, our hands okay is this okay uh, you know do do you like canes can we use this how you know and and understand their boundaries you take this stuff out into the streets and none of those people have been able to give consent they don't even have context for what the fuck's happening right now <laughs> you know no context they're um 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 Folsom Folsom Street in California? In, in, in California, yeah, San yeah. Francisco, I believe. You know, they do stuff out in the street. But my understanding, even it's though I've never off. been, the, the street is blocked off and, and you know. There's context for it. It's a yes. time and space designated for it. And the people who walk in, mm-hmm. if they didn't know at, before they walked in, they know when they walk in that they're walking into some kinky shit. And they're right. going to see something. That That's different. I mean, that's it's, different. it's just like munches. You know, munches held it at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, if you're in a private room. Most munches I have been to have been held in private room, and you can pretty much have open conversation. Mm-hmm. Nobody wears um, fetish gear. Fetish gear, right? To a munch, you know, it it is all, um, you know, vanilla. Because again, the people in the restaurant, if you're in a public space. They came for a restaurant experience. They did not come they, to see somebody get you know, kinky. And and there's kids there. So, you know, it, to me, it's all context. Yeah. You set if, if the place is set for that, if there's a way to let people know what they're walking into, mm-hmm. then go for it. Right. But to randomly do it like we talked about ages ago, the the um, kingster who led their bottom in to a grocery, grocery store, store on a leash. Yes. Public humiliation, the whole there was a, you know, a DS aspect to it, blah, blah, blah. You know, is it the worst thing somebody else can see? No. Am I going to ever, you're not going to hear me go, but what about the children? Fucking have a conversation with your fucking children. Okay. Like mm-hmm. age appropriate conversations of people like to do things with one another and we don't have to understand why and move the fuck on. Yeah. But it's like that for me is something it comes to, I would never do that. I have no desire to do that. Even as a kingster, if I see that happening, I would like to remove myself from that space. I hope I have that luxury. And I think that's really what it comes down to. People can see uncomfortable things all the time. I'm not gonna tell anybody who does something like that, that they're evil and awful and wrong and a bad kingster. I'm gonna say, I don't agree with you mm-hmm. and I would never do it myself and right. here are my reasons. And so that to me, walks the fine line between a thing that is a spectacle that makes people question and and just wonder and it's just a weird thing because it's not overtly sexual Mm -hmm. even if it is sexual to the person partaking versus a choking a spanking a something that is a an act that can be easily misconstrued right like 
I'm gonna have a bigger problem with something like that than I am with walking your person on a leash. I don't, I don't I'm not a fan yeah. of walking your person on a leash, but that's gonna get more people going, what the fuck is that? Versus you paddling somebody, which I there was a news story that broke at about that same time where mm. at the back corner of a restaurant, somebody str- like tied their bottom by their wrists up to a rafter and was paddling them in a restaurant that was open to the public. And it's uh. like, but now you, both of you can be, you know, you can be accused of abusing that person when it was a consensually kinky thing, but you've given no context and people can't e- necessarily easily leave that situation. And yeah. now I'm tell- I'm saying that is wrong. Yep. So gosh, this unpopular <laughs> opinion thing, um, I have I had thoughts about it. <laughs> so bottom line, what we wear, wear your collar. Where you're this, where you're that, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like to me, that's, I, I do it. Most people aren't paying as close attention to us as we think they are. Uh, I am never for, on a personal level, public displays of kink, um, especially if there's no context to it. Um, do I think there's a fine line between spectacle and thing that could like cause serious confusion and the police are now called and now it's just become a, a bigger thing than it needs to be? Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to know my opinion, I would say, uh, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's a good idea. That's what I'm saying. Okay. There. <sighs> this next. one. Next. Some kinks really are dangerous. All kinks All really kinks are dangerous. All are really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, you can minimize risk. Sure. You certainly you, need to take safety and some things are less dangerous than others. You, you educate yourself. You, you practice, you learn. But, you know, everything that we do from from hand spanking to, you know, knife play Mm -hmm. is inherently dangerous. You know, rope play is it seems innocuous. You tie someone in rope from the outside. But there is a, a very serious risk of nerve damage if you don't do it right or, or tie off to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, there, there is an inherent risk in all of it. Yes, and I think we have to also remember there's, the risk is not just physical. Mm-hmm. You can say the wrong word to a partner that you love and adore or a partner you're really into or a partner you hope to be really into in the future, yeah. say the wrong word and now they're triggered. Now they're, ha- they're, they're experiencing something um, on a mental and emotional and a psychological level that no, their body is physically fine, mm-hmm. but that's a danger to them. Yeah. So all BDSM carries risk. Um, you can only mitigate to a certain point. At that point, you then have to do a risk assessment for yourself. How much risk are you willing to accept? Um, mm-hmm. But all of it carries some level of danger. Sure. Not just yeah. And, and somebody brought up emotional play. You get into humiliation play. You know, anything yes. like that. You you start poking around in somebody's head. Yeah, there, you know, yes, good things can happen, but there is also the potential for bad. And to admit that there's danger and risk involved does not mean the thing can't be done. It just, in general, like it might be that there are things you won't do because of that risk. Right, but risk aware. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think some people try to, to sugarcoat the the risk a- aspect of kink and the danger aspect. Cause it's like, oh, well, if I make it sound dangerous, that means I can't do it. No, 
But we have to be honest with ourselves, at least, and certainly with our partners, that there's there's risk and danger in all of it. It's just about the level. Yeah. Okay, moving on. We're actually almost done, but I'm gonna double okay. check my places so I don't mm-hmm. miss anybody. Uh, this person says, I feel like I'm gonna get so much hate for this. No hate here. We don't play that fucking game. Um, their opinion is the movie Secretary is so overrated. I honestly don't think it's any better than Fifty Shades, yet it's praised so much in the community. I don't get it. So I'm gonna say this. I have not rewatched Secretary mm-hmm. since the 2011, 12-ish time I last watched it. So could my opinions have changed? Sure, of course. I know better now. I have educated myself. I might see things differently. I (laughs) really did enjoy Secretary. So in Mm -hmm. this case, I'll say, I don't think it's a bad, past memory says to me is not a bad movie. Also, if you feel like it is, it's okay. Like just to give you that it's you're not gonna get hate from from me i enjoyed it not because i thought it was like well acted well written maybe it was maybe it wasn't i enjoyed how it fucking made me feel and mm. i don't want not mm. one moment of that movie okay you're not bending me over that desk and leaving me standing there until i'm like literally peeing on myself you're not ringing me so far out that my aftercare is like at the very end of a fucking movie and you have to just like hold me and soak me in a tub just to get the funk off of me. Like, I don't want any of that. But before I even knew it was kinky, cause I watched the movie twice. And the first time I didn't know, I was like, this is really good. The, the term BDSM never even fucking entered my mind, y'all. <laughs> but I loved how it made me feel the intensity, the he was clearly in control and she clearly wanted him to be. And that mm-hmm. registered with me. So on a movie critical kind of way, I don't have an opinion. But, I just know how it made me feel. But it, but again, <laughs> it's, it's Hollywood. Yes. Okay. Just like any other movie, you, you know, yes. you, you talk about the story of, oh, you know, a, any of those and movies. it's going to be it's, sensationalized it's and dramatized and more extreme than most of us would ever be willing to accept in our own lives. Yeah. <laughs> It's just going to be. You know, I mean, any of those movies, you know, you you watch it and you take it with a grain of salt because it's fiction. And the other thing is, I wonder if the the people who, because I don't don't know, the people who praise it so highly, if they had, it was not, again, a critical acclaim kind of thing where they're like, oh, this is a moving tale of power exchange. Mm -hmm. I would never tell you that. There were some moments I was like, that is extreme to me. But I wonder if people's response to it is how it made them feel, which makes me wonder the responses people had to Fifty Shades for all the hell crap we mm-hmm. give it. And I don't think those were well, I do not think those were well-written books, but people don't make de- always make decisions based on the, you know, is the sentence structure right? Is the story realistic? They make decisions about how they feel about something, by how they feel, right. how it made the, them feel. By the emotions it pulls out. Yes, and yes. clearly those uh, pieces of content get emotional responses from people. I do agree that we should not be holding up any um, movie or book fictionalized situation like that that is, for those of us who um, now do have the experience to go, that's fantasy. We should not be holding up any of that as, as the example to try to follow or to live by. No. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would consider a short, less extreme, let's not call it role play because I hate that fucking shit, scene that was secretary-esque. 
because in scenes you can do things you can't yeah. you can't always do in real life. Sure. But yes, so I do agree with I don't think we should hold up any of these movies or books that are fiction in this sense as the mm-hmm. the let's go emulate this. This is what BDSM is. This yeah. is what power exchange well, is. I don't think uh, that yeah. at all. And and again, you know, they're they're out to to sell tickets, so they have to sensationalize mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's face yep. it, a, a real day-to-day power exchange is uh, not going to draw people to the box office. No. And Ignixia points out in the live stream chat that if we heard somebody describe what that dude did in Secretary in their relationship, we'd be like, oh, my God, there's a bunch of red flags. Run, yeah. run, run. Of course. Mm-hmm. Which is why I can I still have good um, nostalgic feelings for Secretary. Again, haven't watched it in probably 10 years, so I might change <laughs> my mind if I rewatched it. Um, but also would never want that to be held up as some kind of example. And I no. think I think it's like everything else we talk about in kink. We, as humans, it's in our nature to try and create simple narratives, simple stories, simple actions, simple solutions. So we simplify things down and we strip out all the nuance and it's in the nuance that the good stuff happens. And so people are like, oh yeah, I want secretary. No, the fuck you don't. You want whatever secretary made you feel and it's probably not gonna be in the exact action that you saw in Secretary, or it's not gonna be with that action all the time. And so no, I agree with don't hold up Fifty Shades or Secretary as like mm-hmm. an epitome of fucking anything. And also at the same time, I still remember how it made me feel once I realized, so first of all, I watched the first time, didn't know I was watching a kink movie, I felt away. Then I watched it again and knew I was watching a kink movie and knew I was kinky and I felt away. <laughs> so, yeah. That is that is that mm-hmm. on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh oh. Unpopular opinion: Canes are way less painful than paddles. Huh. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, th- uh, there's nuance to this. Are there paddles that I've had on my ass that hurt more than a cane did? Yes. The for me, it's the type of pain. Mm. The pain. Most of the time, the pain I felt from a paddle diffuses so quickly and across so much of a surface area that it hurts like a motherfucker, but I don't feel like I'm still feeling it 10 minutes later. A cane, that pain goes all the way to the center of my soul. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it hit the outside of my body, but I'm telling you, that pain shot all the way through the other side of my body and I'm just like a stripe of pain all the way. I I mean, I can actually close my eyes and think of the pain of a cane hit and you have not hit me hard with a cane in no. months, months and months and months. Pre-COVID, probably, was the last yeah. time you hit me hard with yes. a cane. My level of hard. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, I would agree that sometimes some paddles can be worse than a cane, but I will always think of canes as worse than paddles yeah. in general. Well, I think, and I, I can't, you know, really answer this from experience, <laughs> but, you know, I, I would think, you know, canes probably do have the upper hand, uh, you know, whereas a paddle, um, you know, you have a, a, a broader mm-hmm. space, whereas a cane... You know, oh. whether whether it's rattan or bamboo or, oh. or any other material, you are 
such a slim, narrow area mm -hmm. that is is. Oh, we had more. I forgot. Okay, cool. I thought we were almost done. We have more. Woo. Uh, next one. Yes, but yes, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I got excited yeah. when I realized we have more. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. We have more. Okay, are you ready? Doesn't take much to get you excited. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Carry on. Okay. This next one. Age play just doesn't sit right with me to pretend to be or have sexual relations with a minor or child. So here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I would say that many age players don't are either are not engaging that or do not think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Two, how you feel about a type of kink or a way, a kink identity or a way to play for yourself, valid. Yeah. What I would say is do not apply your personal um, ethos of kink onto other people. Yeah. Because the way you are seeing it is not the way that they are seeing it. So mm -hmm. the way I look at this, age play is not for me. It is not for me at all. There's a lot of reasons for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just not for me. Um, I... Even sometimes, and this is my issue to deal with, this is not a knock on anybody. I even sometimes get uncomfortable when I'm, it happens online primarily for me. I'm in a, an online space and there are little speaking in sort of a little speak kind of way. I tend to remove myself from that because it's just so far not my thing that I don't even, mm -hmm. that's on me to handle myself and how I feel about shit. That it would be wrong to then go, I don't like it, so you shouldn't be doing it. I think it's this way, so you shouldn't be doing it. That is where I would go, yeah, no, let's not do that. Because that might be how an individual sees age play, but the people in the age play are not seeing it that way. They have a completely different experience with it 99% of the time, if not 100% of the time. And it's nuanced and it has meaning to them. And they get to have that experience and meaning because they are consenting adults mm -hmm. so <laughs> it, it, it it falls under the your kink's not my kink but mm -hmm. your kink's okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly so yes we get to have all the opinions we want for ourselves and mm -hmm. how we're going to conduct ourselves we don't then get to project that onto what we think other people should be doing that's right. that's just yeah and yes, as somebody pointed out, age play for some people is just sitting down and coloring and there's no sex involved. And I think that that then also makes an assumption about what age play is, because yes, that is absolutely correct. Not every, not all age players are, mm -hmm. it's, it's so many more things than yeah. the one thing we might think it is. It always is. Uh, here's one. And I, I only know that this could be for, by, for some people an unpopular opinion because of discourse I saw on Twitter. Kink belongs at Pride. Yes, the yeah. fuck it does. Yeah. I'm not, I don't feel qualified to debate that because while I, what I know is what I've gleaned from listening to mm -hmm. other people that I respect, but I'm not going to, I feel no need to debate that kink belongs at pride. Yeah. And just in case there's any confusion because of the conversations I've seen people having online about this, we are not talking about public kinky acts that don't allow for context or for people to remove themselves. We mean people like dressing in their kink gear, wearing their leathers, in, in their leathers wearing yeah. their collars, it being openly kinky in their, uh, and put air quotes about openly kinky, because as somebody else pointed in the live stream chat, vanilla clothes, kinky clothes, if you're kinky and you're wearing clothes, those are kink clothes, but 
there are sometimes certain things that we associate for ourselves or others as kinky clothes and kinksters being kinky in some mm-hmm. way that is ethical at Pride, I would say yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. And please don't anybody do the, but what about the children? I've been having these fucking conversations with my kids since they were little. It's possible to have conversations with your kids and not, and keep it age appropriate. So I'm not impressed with that argument. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> uh, this next one, is this our, oh, yep, it's our last one. Okay. Yep. And then I'll double check and make sure I didn't miss any. Um, subs need to do as much work as doms in learning about BDSM. Refusing is a red flag. I, I only mm. agree with that. Subs have to do the work of learning. Yeah. You have to have a response. Both parties are responsible parties. for the relationship. Not being willing to learn anything. I would consider it a red flag because I'm sure. going to have questions about how you're going to keep yourself safe while I also mm-hmm. have to keep you safe. Like I have to keep it. I'm the dumb. Pretend. Pretend I'm not the dumb. I'm the dumb. I have to keep you safe. I have to keep me safe. Well, what are you going to do? keep you safe right and this relationship safe and maybe even me safe because i have a couple times pointed out hey that you're coming in kind of hot on that hey Mm -hmm. that's safety safety takes so many forms so there's please don't hit me harder than i think i need to be hit because that might cause injury but also i think about what it would do to you on an emotional level if you accidentally caused me actual injury like that's not going to be good for anybody and if i cause you injury then how long before you're up and able to play again? Well, you know, and, you don't break your toys. But also, let's think about each other just as people who care about one another. Sure. The guilt you might have, that's going to then interfere with how you play in the future. Yeah. Like, we have a responsibility to one another. Mm-hmm. So, while I would not, I don't, I would depend on context about how much of a red flag I consider that if a sub doesn't want to learn anything. If it's... Because they have this impression that they're supposed to like be the the uh, container well, for which their dom pours all knowledge into, I feel like that is a you're too new at this to understand. Here's, but if it's in conjunction with other red flags, then yeah. yes, I might consider. But here, it a red here's flag. the other thing, the other side that goes back to something we talked a little bit a couple times throughout this episode. Um, you know, we 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 talk about risk awareness, mm-hmm. so. You know, anytime we look at doing something, you know, either you research it and we talk about it or I research it and I I give you the information as well, Mm -hmm. because how can you make an educated risk assessment as to wanting to do this if you don't educate yourself on what it is you're doing? Yep. Yep. I would say minimum it's a failing it's a it's a failure of whatever your risk protocol is mm-hmm. what however and if you don't have one that's the first step like how are yeah. you going to think about safety and risk awareness right um uh, at best it's a it's lack of understanding what it means to be in these kinds of relationships whether they're play relationships or they're like long-term like loving on some level loving relationships there's there's a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dangerous. It's lazy sometimes. It's and it's. I'm not saying all people. I'm just saying in certain situations it might. It sounds lazy to me. And um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into everybody involved in a relationship, making that relationship good for all parties involved. And one of us doesn't get to to opt out. And mm-hmm. how many times if we 
warned about doms who think that all they have to do is get what they want and they don't have to do any fucking thing else. The the inverse of that is true. So Mrs. you're not you don't just wait for, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. to be done to you. You have to participate. This is a full participation sport. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There are no uh, awards for participation except the good happy feelings you have when you get the kink yeah. life that you want. But I mean yeah, so mm-hmm. would I automatically say every time it's a red flag? That's, I could see exceptions to that. I would, my first thought would be, if I heard that about a submissive, I'd be like, how new are they? <laughs> what did they think mm. BDSM is? Are we living, are we all just players in their BDSM erotic fantasy? <laughs> is that what this is? Or, a, okay, they know, they just don't care. Yes, that's probably kind a red flag. You know, the ones that, I'll do anything. Yeah, oh God, yeah. I'll do anything you want. Don't make me think. Now, I know that there are people who like to play in the kinky space of literally not having to think, just doing what they're mm-hmm. told. But you don't, we don't start there. Like, I don't go, hi, you're John Brownstone. Hi, nice to meet yeah. you. Hi. I'm not going to think anymore. You just tell me what to do. Like, that's not, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can play Darn. that way. You can set up a type of dynamic that allows for that, but it, you got you gotta put the you gotta put the work in, and you gotta know what the hell you're getting yourself into, and you have to, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right. let me go in and make sure I'm not missing any more. Okay. I'm just checking real quick. All right. Talk I'm, amongst yourselves. I'm gonna have a shot of coffee. I, I finished my coffee, and now I'm slurping it, and I'm very sad. I'm very very sad. <laughs> Uh, no, that's the last one there. Hold on. Okay. I'm checking. I don't want to leave anybody out. All right. Okay. Nope. Not nope. there. Looks good there. We're good. I think we're good. I don't All think right. I've missed anybody. So, right. um, yeah, those are the um, unpopular opinions folks shared with us. There you go. Um, I I think it's, uh, it's good to kind of know what other people are thinking. One... I think it's important sometimes to think through why you think what you think and why mm-hmm. you believe what you believe. You don't have to change your mind just because somebody else feels differently. But I think it can, it's a good like self-reflection exercise to kind of go, yeah, but why do mm. I feel the way I feel? Um, I think also that sometimes we think we're alone in our thoughts. And mm. sometimes it's maybe you just realized you're not. In the live stream chat, somebody commented that they felt better, that they were not the only one who felt that way about the movie Secretary. <laughs> Um, so there, there is that. Um, Andre, I, you know, he, he mentioned that, um, when he gets a new hitty thing, he tries it on himself. I have always been of that mind. Oh, any, we've got a video we're going to do about that. Soon. Any, anytime I, I get in a, a new hitty thing or <laughs> even some of the electro play stuff, you know, wax play. I always try it on myself because I want to know what it feels like before I do it to somebody else. Right. And we got a video coming up about that mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. now six-month content plan because the existential yeah. crises are real. Um, so, yeah. So, we don't always have to agree. Um, I do think it's good to examine why we think what we think. And sometimes we change our minds. Sometimes, uh, quite frankly, a lot of kink, I think, as we go from being, oh, I just discovered this kink thing is a thing and I'm I'm here for it, even though I don't know what that means yet, to... 
several years, decades, months, whatever, down the line, mm-hmm. when you learn more about yourself and you have some experience with it, we change our minds and our thoughts and opinions on things all the time, sure. right? So I don't think we should be afraid of that either. Like, let's not be afraid to examine how we see things and also to understand that we can really not like something for ourselves or feel very strongly about something for ourselves. Hi, thank you, Lola, for snoring even louder. <laughs> and also be like, but other people do what they do. And one, I don't have any control about that. Two, I don't I don't have to worry about what they're doing. I need to worry about what I'm doing and not go down that path of there's only one right way to do things. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. That is... Uh, that is that. Right. We have a bonus section. Yeah. This was yet another chaotic episode. It was, yeah, but man, we both kind of had our. Uh, yeah. But we have our strong opinions on other people's opinions. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, there you go. I also feel like this is uh, some level of immersion therapy for me because I have real problems with. <laughs> Uh, actively disagreeing with people and saying, or having an opinion that I know that maybe other people really, really disagree with. Like, I'm just so conflict averse. Um, hmm. But here we are. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did the thing. So, we yeah. uh, wanna. I guess we'll go into a bonus section. I lost my train of thought in mid sentence. I see Sorry. that. Sorry. I, so, I got distracted by the live stream chat, and I will, uh, I'll say something about. The thing that distracted me because it's a good question. Okay, so are we are we good? <laughs> that is not for me to decide. All right, <laughs> keep, keep it, it kinky, kinky all. all, and we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. I talk to the crickets. You really like talking to the crickets. I love don't talking you? to the crickets. Yeah, I love talking to the crickets. I'm just so glad the crickets are here. I know. It, it's nice to know they're out there. <laughs> it's so. very comforting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You can talk to the Thank crickets. Thank you. Yeah, Nixia in the live stream chat asked a really, really good question of, okay. at what point is someone no longer a newbie? And at what point does mm. someone reach mastery? And ooh, that is completely nuanced. Yeah. So... I don't think there's, and I think Ignixie would be like, duh. Uh, I don't think there's, <laughs> there is an answer to that. No. Quite frankly, the things I start to feel like, I got this, I understand that. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel totally a newbie anymore. That will happen and then we'll decide to do something different on some level of our relationship. I'm like, oh, I'm a newbie to this though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, uh, throw that question out there as a thought exercise for anybody else. I mean, is there like a, you, you do you receive a diploma or a certificate? There are no know? participation awards here. Ah, okay. The the participation is the award. Ah, you okay. got to participate right, in right. your kink. That is your reward. <laughs> so. Uh, so what have we got for the bonus section today? I went to my first in-person munch. You did? Last night. First time in more than a year. And you stayed apparently the entire time. You didn't, before pre-plague, you were not always doing that. You were sometimes leaving early. Yeah. You stayed the whole time. I stayed the whole time and was down to the last few people. Oh my goodness. You're like, please don't make me go home. (laughs) Please. I just want to be where the people are. I'd like it here. There's, There's other people here. There's, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. And no, I it was, was like, oh, let me stay home by myself. I'm doing some, <laughs> doing some crafting stuff, and I'm very but happy. But it, 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 was, it was really nice. It, it was refreshing. Um, got to see some old familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, people you didn't even expect to see. People I didn't even expect to see. <laughs> um, not going to get into that. Um, and some new faces. And, and it, was, it was really, really cool. Enjoyed myself immensely. Um, lots of hugs going around. Yeah. And, uh... I think it'll be a while before I'm really... It was hard hugging my own family. <laughs> I'm, already, <laughs> I'm already not a big hugger. <laughs> I think it's going... I'm going to have to ease into hugging other people who are not, like, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it, it was nice. Um, it, it was great to, uh, get together you know, with the uh, the local community, mm-hmm. um, and and sit down at the table with everybody and and talk and laugh and and you know catch up and it, it was cool. It was very enjoyable. I had a great time. And I was very happy for you. It was yeah. strange you being gone. And then the fifteen year old was like locked up in his room watching TV. He probably didn't even know I was I, gone. I don't think don't think he did if he did he was not he was not concerned about it because normally back in the day when you would go somewhere and i would stay home one or both kids would be like where's mr john where's mr john yeah and with the 11 year old being in mississippi with his grandmother that like our, yeah. our little uh uh canary in the coal mine is not popping out everyone's going, yeah. What's going on yeah. um and so, you want to turn on the fan? You're I'm, trying to be. Yeah, like, no, I'm. I'm just waiting to let everybody know that. Turning on the fan. Turning on the fan, and there's going to be. They've already listened to Lola snore almost the entire episode. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I was left in the living room by myself. The only one who was con- confused and concerned was Lola, mostly not because you weren't there, but because she couldn't sit on me on the couch. And I actually shoot her off of my seat because mm. it's where I like to sit and do my cross stitch. And it was like the seat. And I was like, you got to get down from the seat. I need this seat. So that's why when I did get home last night, she was dogging me. I mean, literally. If I sat down on the couch, she was yes. like immediately in my lap. If yes. I if I came into the back room for something, she was hot on my heels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. She sat on the uh, – There's we have two – couches in the living room and she was sitting on the other one with her head on the armrest just staring at me like why am I not allowed to sit with you and I'm like I've got my cross stitch and my my fabric and my needle and I'm like (laughs) um but uh she also listened to the podcast with me and I so I think readers will know this um this experience you're trying to read a book and everybody in your life wants to talk to you and you're like constantly either trying to ignore them that doesn't work or you're constantly looking up and you're like okay let me see if i can remember that sentence i was on right well i don't for a couple of reasons don't usually listen to my podcast i don't do earbuds because they hurt my ears and i don't have an extra set of headphones i want to use to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. so when i listen to podcasts it's usually when i'm alone and so i'm not worried about anything being in my ears and it's just out there Mm -hmm. playing well i've been trying to finish podcast called Tumen Bay. It's a fictional storyline podcast. So it's not an audiobook because it was a story written for podcasting. So there's not narration in the same way necessarily as an audiobook. And I really enjoyed it. And I had four episodes left from 
November 2020 that I still had not listened to. And I was like, oh, the 15-year-old's behind closed doors. I know he's not coming out. This one's gone. I've got my cross stitch. I started a new project last night. And I'm like, I'm gonna listen and finish this episode. I'm in the last episode of this story. Mm. And the wonderful, darling, loving, light of my life chum oh brownstone comes in the door and i paused and we talked yeah and then he, he does this thing that i'm sure i do to you you just never point out and i'm petty enough i'm gonna point it out <laughs> i was like oh we are clearly done talking i'll turn my podcast back on and they got like 30 seconds and he started talking again and so i would turn my podcast off and i would listen and he would stop and we i mean when i say stop i don't mean he just paused for a breath like he went back to his ipad he was talking to the dog i'm like okay and I'm, I, I, I and I admit, folks, I am like that because I I process things, and when I talk with her, yeah, it comes out in in bits and pieces. And you would think I would have just turned the fucking thing off, but I was like, it's the last half of the last episode. I need to know how this ends. And 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 this darling person sitting next to me, who is the light of my life and the love of my life, once that first word falls past the lips it's like niagara falls yeah you better catch up <laughs> give me all your attention i'm not going to remember what i said don't ask me to repeat it and if i do have to repeat it i'm going to sigh really deeply really heavily there's probably going to be an eye roll i can't believe you're making me repeat myself mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. we do things to each other but it was so funny i'm so used to it happening with books and what's funny is because you yourself are an avid reader you do it less often with books. The kids do it when I'm reading. It's like, okay, yeah. let me look back up. Um, you don't do it to me when I'm reading, but apparently you do it to me when I'm listening to the last episode of a four-season storyline that I'm like, what happens to Tuma Bay? I need to know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have this this inherent thing. I I don't do it as much anymore, um, even, even pre-COVID. Um, my thing was I used to love to go read in public. Mm. I, I would go to Starbucks, get a coffee, sit down, have a book with me, and, and just get comfortable and read. Mm-hmm. And this, this is kind of a pet peeve with me as far as um, reading. Um, people see you, uh, there, there are people of mindset that see you reading a book and and they don't think you're doing anything. Don't think you're doing anything. I'm doing a lot. And, and I'm on an adventure. Exactly. <laughs> I'm 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 on a journey with these characters. And you know, they they think because you're sitting reading a book, you're not doing anything and it's okay to come up and interrupt you. Ooh, yeah, I don't yeah. like that either. No. So, you know, I with with books, yes, I I, I have a, a deep respect for that when mm-hmm. somebody's reading. And and I guess I haven't caught up to the uh the podcast, yeah. The, the, the century of podcasts. I am one. Put that in same frame. Part of it's kind of, I'm atypical, I think, in that I'm not usually listening to it on headphones or earbuds or whatever. Um, and two, I usually listen to them only when I'm completely by myself. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're constantly interrupting me. It was just so funny because I was like, I mean, I'm going to find out. Does everybody die? Does this person live? Does that person? I'll say this: the ending was a little anticlimactic. I expected, expected something a little yeah. more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
that's okay. But if anybody's like, oh, I'd like a story, that's all. Tumen Bay is still, I had four seasons. I think it was like eight or nine episodes a season. They're about 45 minutes, 50 minutes per. And they, they're really good. They're really, really good. It's like an ancient civilization that's kind Excuse of based me. off of um, an Egyptian civilization. And mm -hmm. there's like war and death and and uh, lots of uh, um, shady rulers who are constantly like, you think they're the good guy, but no, then they're the bad guy. And yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, anything? Yeah. Anything no, I, on? you know, I've, I've just been doing, I have not, um, you know, irony of ironies, um, you know, most of you know, I got my motorcycle back. It, it's back and running. Mm -hmm. And what have we been doing? Get, getting nothing but rain. Yeah. Rain, rain, more rain. I, I really wanted to take the uh, bike ride to the Munch last night mm -hmm. because of where it was located from here. Um, a lot of um, open road that is, you know, not heavily trafficked. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, it, it, it rained again. Mm -hmm. yeah we can barely get lola out for a walk and um she gets really antsy if she goes too many days without a walk mm -hmm. like it's hard to it's hard to control her but she's just got all this energy she can't get out anywhere else yeah and if it's raining she doesn't want to go in the backyard and she's not uh, she's a dog after my own heart because she, when she gets in the mood she'll zoom me around she'll play with her toys but she's not doing that shit all day long every day no. she's not doing it every day in a row you might get one zoomy a week and mm -hmm. she might play with a couple of her toys for five minutes of that zoomy and that's it she's done she'd like to sit down now and i'm like yes i feel i feel that i feel that on, on a, a deep level yeah yeah <laughs> so and yes as anybody has probably heard this entire time she snoozed <laughs> Yeah, pretty much as pretty much morning. as soon as I hit record, she climbed into her crate, which is right next to me, mm -hmm. and uh, lay her head down and started snoring. She's actually cuddling with her blanket. Yes, which yeah. used to be my blanket, but yeah. yeah, she loves a soft blanket. Oh my mm -hmm. god, she loves a soft blanket. So, yeah, um, cats are good. Yep. Uh, Onyx for a whole 30 seconds sat next to me on the couch. Let me pet her. She did. Um, Ella. Mm, Ella's Ella. Yeah. She's just kind of a bitch, but we love her. And <laughs> we're, I, sometimes I look at her and go, I'm so glad you're pretty. Like, I just. Oh. Right. But um, she is. I think she wants to be friends with Lola really bad. Yeah. And Lola just doesn't. I, like, one, I don't think Lola trusts it because Ella mm, came after her a couple times. Right. Um, also, Lola's sort of like, I'm not interested. You can you can move on now. It's mm -hmm, fine. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, the, the fur babies yeah. are good. Um, I guess that's it. Like we're just, I mean, we're always rambling, but usually we ramble with purpose. Um, I don't feel like we're rambling with purpose anymore. Hmm. Mm. So, did I forget anything I wanted desperately oh, to say? I, but you did. Okay, look at you. I was there, about to sign there, off. There was something I, I <gasps> promised to see. Oh, yeah. Today. So, podcast Thank listeners, you. I'm really, really sorry that you cannot see this. But if you uh, want to see this, um, maybe we'll pop it up, a picture of it up on the Kinkery yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Or if you come to our YouTube channel and just fast forward to like the last hour and so i I've, I've been as you know talked about i've been doing a lot of um 
working on cane handles in acrylic. Resin pours. Resin pours. Thank you. And um, I did two pours over the last couple days, uh, two colors, and I'm really impressed with the way they came out. One is a, a blue with black. And it's all swirly, podcast listeners. It's a nice bright blue, and yeah. the black is um, got sparkles in it, and it's all swirled together. And and then this one, I did a black and purple. Same thing, sparkly yep. black and um, uh, a pearlescent purple. I'd say it's a dark purple. Get your head out of the way because it's trying to. There you go. There you go. We'll learn how to work this whole YouTube yep. thing at some point. Um, yeah. So those will be cane handles at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really happy with these. Um, got a couple more colors mm-hmm. going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they'll be uh, up on the mm-hmm. shop soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we got a couple um, mm-hmm. products that are at the shop soon. TheKinkery.com. Yep. Um, yeah, we are trying to do more like behind the scenes stuff on the Kinkery's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just because a best practice when you're trying to like have a thing is to focus on a single social media at a time because they're overwhelming. Yeah. It's like, let's do Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of the stuff you can see there. The Kinkery over on Instagram. Um, plus, I post memes because I like to be amused. Um, <laughs> So, colors we have so far, we have the blue and black, we have purple and black, we have red and black, we have a pink and black, it's not, I want more of a hot pink pink, but yeah. we have to either get new pigments or figure out how to make that ourselves. Um, you were thinking about a green and black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did you want to do a yellow and black? Like a oh, I suppose I thing? could, I but um, yeah, have, have pink and black, have a red and black. That, that's already done. That red and black is really pretty. It's like the, a ruby red. Yes. It's real, real vibrant. Yeah. Yep. And everything has sparkles in it. We've When it comes to our resin, we just fucking put sparkles mm-hmm. in it these days. We're like, fuck this shit. So. So, you know, yeah, we're working working on a number of different color combinations with those and uh, getting them ready. Uh-oh, we're. Did you hear the uh, appearance of a. Oh, no. Are we buffering? Yeah, we might be. Yeah. Sorry if we're buffering okay. on the YouTube side of things. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. um, we're doing that kind of stuff. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun. I've, I've been enjoying this. Um, I, I've kind of um, been looking, you know, I, in, in all the time um, that I've been making pens and and doing things like that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm kind of carrying some of that knowledge and information now over into into this yeah it's making for some beautiful things Mm -hmm. we just finished Mm -hmm. they're not ready for release yet we just finished a line of um couples keychains that we're very excited about um and we've already figured out those will be single colors with lots of sparkle and then we're already talking about how we're gonna make different versions that have multiple colors and different color combinations and stuff. So we are, um, one of the things we think we would like to do in the future, but to uh, make the site do this is a expense thing. So you have to, we have to make some money to spend some money, um, is to offer custom requests. 
So that let's say you want you want to buy a cane and you want a resin um, cane handle. Um, there's what's pre-made and then there's the color combos you can you can choose based on the colors we have available. So that is kind of a long-term option that we want to do. I mean, right now we can ship out fairly quickly for non-custom orders. So we kind of like that, like the product is made and we somebody orders and we get it in the mail as soon as possible. So custom ordering that way would, would add time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cause there's just so many color combinations people like and I, we can't predict all of that, so. but um yeah so we got um the plan is that most of the stuff will be uh out right as people start gearing up for ready to shop for holidays and Mm -hmm. stuff so we're -hmm. we're busting our ass through the summer to get shit ready yep yeah that's what we're doing (laughs) we did we did how many pours yesterday four four four, and we don't it's not just a single item that gets poured it's multiples every time Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, and we're, yep. I can't wait till you're even more efficient at that. I got so many thoughts and plans. Yep. So, so exciting. <laughs> um, are we ready now? I think so. Okay. I, I think so. Okay. So, yeah, that's... Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, for those uh, folks who are part of our Patreon community, we'll probably go into even more detail um, in this month's Behind the Scenes podcast because yep. that's mm-hmm. what we talk about there. So... Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, Got some interesting stuff yeah. stuff to talk about there. Yeah, we're going to go, I think. Right. I, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stop right there. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us. Thanks for right. sticking to the bitter end. Always, um, always happy to have you folks along. For whatever the fuck this yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> we love you guys. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.